Greetings and salutations. Welcome to episode 140 of Ref the District. I'm Nathan Perry. That's the stoner. And we are running the ball here today on uh, episode 140. Lots of things to talk about. Of course, we've got our week four predictions there to happen in the cool down. It's filthy Philly week stoner mm. as Washington heads up to the link to try to make it three and one and their last four games against Philadelphia and make it the second regular season loss of Jalen Hurts uh, career. We'll see if that happens. And we're, we're going to talk all about that in the game. Make sure you stick around for that. Uh, we got lots of people already here in the chat. No one's sleeping here in the chat. Nicole and very early Clifton in there as well. Kim joining us tonight. HT be a fan. Always love it. The um, warm up here. A little runner pass session here as as yes, stoner you had some wonderful rants during our live stream mm-hmm. and you continued those on dar mm-hmm. uh our day after reckoning and i just have a feeling you haven't let this go no i, I have a feeling that that you you and we are team run the ball here right like we we very much feel that is a strength this team can have and by um, we you mean me right because well, I think before we came on here, you were saying something about not being a run the damn ball. No, I, I Just, what I am saying, what I did say was yeah. I am a little bit more in line with the new age. Mm-hmm. And I have I have some information. You got some information as well to share. So this warm up here is kind of the question, run or pass. We all know to really beat Philadelphia, we're going to have to run. The problem is. Stoner, Philadelphia is really good against the run. They, they, yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. So, but the question is season long, Eric Bienemy so far has brought that Kansas City mentality. Unfortunately, he did not bring Patrick Mahomes with him. Right. So, while we have a heavy pass to run ratio, it doesn't heavy. seem to be working as much. And you got some, you got some good stats for us, right? Yeah. Let's just start off with, what has happened so far this year in terms of run to pass ratio last year in Kansas city with, as you said, Eric B being the offensive coordinator and Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback, they threw the ball 62% of the time and ran it 38%. That's your new age sort of style of offense that everyone seems to be grabbing onto run. I'm mean, sorry, pass to set up the run. Oh, man, I had my button no, ready and everything. Not yet, not ready yet. Uh, <laughs> the new age is to pass to set up the run. Well, the old schoolers don't necessarily agree with that, but that's a debate for another day. So I you mean, got that this, is what this debate is, though, right? right, right. Like, <laughs> well, it's new It's new age versus old, old sure. age, I guess. Old age, uh, this guy over here. But 62% of the time they threw the ball with a two-time MVP, a three or four times Super Bowl attendee, a two-time Super Bowl winner, all that experience with a sixth-round running back. Pacheco is their main guy. They didn't even have Tyreek Hill anymore, but they still threw the ball 62% of the time. So far in the three games this year, with Eric Bieniemy running the show here in Washington, they're throwing the ball 65% of the time with an inexperienced quarterback and a better crop of running backs. They're throwing the ball more in Washington than they did in Kansas City last year. And sure, you can always say, hey, it's early. It's uh, it's only three games in, but that's all we have to go off of. That's all the stats that we have to go off of. But they're, that's my whole point is they're throwing the ball way too much. And in the first half of games, I don't know what Kansas City was doing in the first half of games. I just know what Washington, because I went back and charted every single play from the first half this year. And this is this includes dropbacks where maybe Sam ran. This includes dropbacks where he got sacked. This includes dropbacks that were called back because of penalty. But they've dialed up 85 pass plays in the first half. And... 21 runs so far this year. That's a four to one ratio. That's a, that's almost, that's 84%. 
something to that effect, very close to that. I don't have the percentage. Why is this team coming out again with an inexperienced quarterback and just throwing the ball all over the place? I'm pose, posing that question to you, Nathan. Why do you think that's okay to do that, Mr. New Age? throw the ball all the time so, i'm not throw the ball all the time but i do understand what they're doing and how that is effective and why it is it's what works and i do i have i do have some stats on here to answer your question is why are they doing that well that's what they hired eric benemy for 80 84 of the time 80 the eric benemy is bringing his offense to this team if they didn't want eric benemy's offense they shouldn't have hired eric benemy Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. And can it, can his he, offense can he ease it in a little bit. Why does he just have to go full bore? Let's throw it all over the place. What about Washington? The team doesn't fit Eric Bienemy's offense, which by the way, it's actually they've been moving the ball fairly well. You're they, correct. They yes. they have been moving the ball. What they failed to do is put up points largely because they end drives in either turnovers. Or, or they go for and forth and they don't make it right. Or, so sacks. They're, they're, or sacks. Yes. Right. So they're having a lot of drives that end horribly, but they've mm-hmm. been able to drive the ball. So what is it about Eric Bittimi's offense that doesn't work here in Washington? Because that's what we're going to get. And the rest of this year, we're going to get an Eric Bittimi offense unless Ron Rivera boldly fires him mid season and promotes the, running game coordinator or something like that. <laughs> right. Well, let me tell you what doesn't work with Eric B offense so far. And that's Sam Howell right now. Sam Howell is not, I'm coming for you, TJ right now. Sam Howell is not working for this offense. Last it's, it's a lot of recency theory or whatever. This, this one game is in our heads and it was so bad for Sam. We forget the game before he was awesome. And he had they a great, put up point great game all over the place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we look at Denver and we say, well, Denver's the worst defense. <laughs> Denver did give up 70 points. 10 years. I really wish Miami would have kicked that field goal. <laughs> yeah. But, but the point being that right now, Sam is not working in Eric Bieniemy's offense because he's taken too many snaps. Eric Bieniemy is calling a play that is a five-step drop or a seven-step drop. And Sam is not delivering the ball because either he doesn't have enough time or the receivers aren't open. I heard a stat that Washington's receivers are number two in the NFL. And they're, they're taking not too being long open. To open. Yeah. Right. So, and and, and, as all, far as and the, everything. Not giving them enough time. I think um, I saw, I wish I would have bookmarked this. Sam Howe, I think, has got the second most time to pass. Right. Right. So. He He does, on average, have the most, the second most in the entire NFL time to make a decision and he's not making the decision whether it's because those receivers are covered it's not schemed properly or he's unwilling to throw to his checkdowns because we've seen time and time again his checkdowns are there he's yeah. just unwilling to get i rid watched of i watched every one of those nine sacks stoner and mm-hmm. on two at least two of them uh I mean, he looked right at the check down and you could see it mentally processed through his head. There's he, my check down. Right. I got to move. Right, right. And then gets tacked, you know, sacked there. Um, right. why, why won't he throw to his check down? It's just he's so maybe they're drilling into his head that it's so about moving it's some processes and everything here. So a couple mm-hmm. things is uh, so for our audio listeners, you might have heard Stoner call out TJ. It's because <laughs> TJ having a little fun with stoner here saying stoner only hates it the forward pass because the forward pass wasn't a thing yet yeah that's uh we like to see <laughs> stoner good, about his, one, his age uh, that DJ. one's there uh some talk about greg roman in the chat uh, a lot of people were thinking that would have been the better offensive coordinator because that was kind of in line with the ron rivera and marty mayhew run mm-hmm. two times to one time mm-hmm. um and, and gus bus here saying one game stoner come down and, and it, it's one game that we've lost and Sam had a bad game, but it's not one game that the play calls have been this way. Right. And so it's been heavily, again, Eric Benemy is who Eric Benemy is. He's going to call these pass plays, whether or not you, you want him to or not. And uh, Roger, I don't think is in the chat yet, but we know Rogers, another one of those run the 
ball yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, but uh, the the thing is, again, that's not the offensive coronary we have, and, and honestly, it shouldn't be. So I went through, and it was, this was just before because I was just thinking about this. Okay, of the success, the successful teams. That's apparently a very hard word for me this evening. Uh, the teams that make the playoffs over the last three years, by and large, have been efficient and good at passing. And so I actually looked up at the EPA uh, stats here, which in case you're unfamiliar with it, I'll read off their definition here. That's the expected points added. Okay. Foundationally, EPA is the difference in expected points before and after each play. Expected points is an estimate of how many points a team will score on a drive given the current situation, down distance, time remaining, and everything. Right. So, what super this kind of nerdy stat, but it's super nerdy, just it's like uh, the football outsiders, which no longer is really a thing, the DVOA stuff. I love all these super nerdy stats, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I'm more of a passing guy right. than Stoner. I do believe in running the ball. I love the running backs that we got on this team, and I do think we can find some success. But when you look at the playoff teams, I have all, all of them right here and all my, my handwritten notes. Mm-hmm. The uh, By and large, the 14 teams that make the playoffs are essentially the 14 teams that are the most efficient at passing. And that's essentially what EPA is, right? So it's not – it's when you're talking about passing and you pr- brought up some of the Sam Howell, you know, five-step, seven-step drops and how that's a problem – Right, because he's still trying to process. Mm-hmm. They the when you're talking about efficiency, it's not about getting a first down on first and ten. Though the best way to avoid a bad third down conversion rate is just never be on third down. Right. Mm-hmm. So like a, a success rate, and I know this for DVOA. I haven't looked too much in the EPA, um, but when it comes to your first down, how many yards would you say is successful? Four. Six. What do you mean? Four is not successful, or four, just just in order for this four is, to be four is average, right? Four okay. is like okay, it's not a complete failure, but it didn't didn't necessarily make it there. So okay, and then like how many yards do you need on like second down and third down? Right. This is what this is why it aggravates me when I watch some of these checkdowns. Right on fourth, if you're going for it on fourth and eight, like we saw Kirk Cousins do, I think last year was it maybe the year before, mm-hmm. and he threw four yards short. Yeah, it was right? last year. Yeah. yeah, that's an unsuccessful mentality there, game. right? Like, you're, you only have one down to make that. Throwing it short of the sticks isn't going to work, right. especially when you're not throwing it into a space where people can run. Same with the third down. The problem is, is Washington, John Kime, I think, posted a great stat about this. Maybe it was John Kime. I think you're right. First. First and 10, Washington's throwing an exuberant amount of times, right? Mm-hmm. Second and 10, they're continuing to throw. They have not run the ball a lot on second and 10. Second and I and think 10. that's that's probably where it's a problem. Because if you don't, and, and, I, and I understand that's a big thing for people who are against the pass and would prefer to run the ball, right? If you throw it on first, which you need to throw it on first every time, or not every time, but like you need to mix it up because if you every time you're running the ball on first and 10, people are going to know it's coming. Sure. So you got to be able to mix it up on second and 10. You still got to be able to mix it up, but you got to at least get yards because it, you know, if you miss the pass on second and 10, you're now looking at third and 10 and that's, that's a hard down and distance to, to get there. So the, the team needs to work on this passes passing efficiency. The the one I actually did go three years back, by the way, in 2020, you might have remembered Washington sneaking into the playoffs. Sure. Uh, they were the 31st most efficient passing team. Yeah, that back- was the year with started off with Haskins and then Alex Smith. Yeah. Maybe Kyle Allen for a game. And then eventually they had no quarterback standing at the end and they called up Taylor Heineke for that last game and then the playoff game. Yep. So they kind of backdoored it, right? Losing yeah. record and everything. They also had a strong defense, and they were also ninth in expected points added on rushing. So they had a strong rushing tack that year to go with the defense, and that's how they snuck in. And by and large, that is also how these other teams who weren't in the top 14. Again, 14 teams make the playoffs, and essentially almost every year, fourteen the top 14 teams in the EPA passing 
are okay. the ones who end up there. All right, let me challenge you a little bit on that. Of those 14 quarterbacks, work with me here. I mean, those okay. 14 teams that made the playoffs. Read me the quarterbacks or you know, go through the teams. I'll go through the, the teams here. Do you want last year? We'll start with last year because yeah, it's just probably last. easier for us to remember. Yeah, we don't just want last to year. Okay, Kansas City. Right, AFC. Okay, Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen. Bengals. Joe Burrow. Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence. Char uh, Chargers. Um, my favorite, uh, Herbert. Okay, Ravens. Lamar. Not Lamar. Well, yeah, he was there most of the year. And Miami. He was there for, was, I think he missed seven games last year is what he Tua, missed. Most of yeah. the year. Again, he most wasn't there the in the playoff. Mm -hmm. Tua. On the NFC side, you got Philly. All right. Jalen Hurts. 49ers. Uh, was Brock. Brock Purdy. Purdy. Most of the year. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's who really led them. Yeah. Who, who did uh, they start Vikings. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, it was Kirk. Dallas. Dak. Bucks. Uh, who's Tampa? Oh, so is Brady. Giants was Daniel Jones and Seattle. Okay, it was Gino. Here's Giants, by the way, twelfth on on EPA <laughs> for passing last year, which I thought was a little bit surprising, given yeah. that's kind of what I looked was looking into this. I got into a Giants fan who was trying to say passing touchdowns are not a indicative stat on whether or not a QB is good. It's garbage, yeah. by the way. But <laughs> right, let's right. move on. <laughs> but my point, other than maybe San Francisco with Brock Purdy, an anomaly, every one of those quarterbacks is an experienced quarterback. Here in Washington, you want to all of a sudden take what all these quarterbacks who've been in the league for three, four, five, six, seven years and have proven themselves, and you want to bring that same thinking into a team where a guy is starting his second, his third, and his fourth game. And just all of a sudden he's going to know and understand these concepts and be able to, to prove everything out. That's, that's the problem, Nathan, is that you're dealing with a guy who has never started a game at the NFL level except one coming into this year. Yeah, he's, he's raw. He's raw, and he and and so this stop, is where so stop throwing him into the fire and saying I'm going to do the same thing to you what I did to Patrick Mahomes. I well, Patrick Mahomes was a Patrick Mahomes was a uh, second year starter himself. There, no, I'm uh, talking about last year. Just last sure, year. sure. Now, so They're but here's the thing: more. I they see the promise in Sam Howell, right? They see yes. we've seen it. We've yes. seen it. We've you seen him throw these laser passes out there that say, look absolutely great. Throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. You you just can't do it. It's not feasible, and it's it's going to lead to what? It's going to lead to what we saw last week. And again, it's it's a little bit of recency effect because this game is on our mind. But let's not forget in the first half of these other three games when he was out there just slinging it all over the place – the first game, he dropped back 33 times in the first half, and they ran the ball nine times, mm -hmm. and they were losing at halftime. In the second game, he dropped back 36 times and only ran the ball seven times, and they were losing at the half. And then this game, he dropped back 16 times, and they ran the ball five times, and they were losing at the half. That is a pattern now. It we've is got to it get is. them. We we've got to get a hotline into Commander's Park and Eric Bieniemy's office and say this is a pattern now. You have to stop doing this. In the first drive of the game, the first thing they did was they ran the ball, and they were successful with it. Right, mm -hmm. seven yards on the first play of the game. The second play of the game was a quick. Pass to, I think, McLaurin. Terry McLaurin. Mm -hmm. Third, they ran the ball again. Five yards. They're moving the th down the field. And then what happens? Sack, sack, interception. So he dropped back, dropped back, dropped back. Your, your memory's a little bit off there, by the way. So they, <laughs> Why is that? So, th so they ran for seven, passed to McLaurin for five. 
They ran uh, B-Rob for five yards, then passed mm-hmm. to McLaurin for 10 yards, then deep passed to Cole Turner for 21 yards. Right, right. Then it was sack, sack, interception. Okay, my mistake. So they yeah. ran it for seven, ran it uh, through a pass for five, ran it for five, pass, 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 pass. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Okay. And but what you happened? Just, you're, you, you, could, you have 31 and- yards off of two passes. That's successful. Why wouldn't you go back to that? Because then what happens? The linebacker drops way back and you've That's, got no I'm not hole. talking about the interception. I'm talking about the first sack. You're okay. you're acting like you're acting like he when he did the pass 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 got sacked. That was a horrible thing. I can understand the fourth one. Maybe not going back to pass there on what would have been uh, second, second and, and 18 second yeah eight. it was bad yeah it was an eight yard sack there and then it was a one yard sack and then it, and then was, it was one yard and sack. on third and 19 we complain about only using screens on third and 19 right sure. or draws or whatever but this is why because the linebackers are playing 15 sure. yards playing deep, deep there. and there's no holes there and if you try to force it in then instead of kicking a field goal you've yeah. turned it over which would have been about a 50, 51. 51-yarder. Yeah, which he nailed at the end of the game. We remember yeah. well. Yeah. But, so, but the that, point but. is that you were successful running the ball right from the beginning. And you we were even successful said successful passing the ball. Yes, you were. But you were successful starting out running the ball in two of your first three plays. Maybe I that's guess. what opened up those passing lanes. So, Again, I'm going to bring this. Uh, the offense was successful at moving the ball. Mm-hmm. Sam Howell had a bad, bad game. Mm-hmm. All right, and there's no, there's no excuse for that, right? And maybe right. Eric Bieniemy could have called a different game, but they got down to the 34 yard line at the end of that drive when they mm-hmm. were intercept and intercepted. Right. They had right. another seven play, 73 yard drive that ended at the Buffalo two. Right when they couldn't right. get in, and then they couldn't get it. Then at the end, that then they had a ten play drive uh-uh. that ended at the Buffalo fifty. What happened? Buffalo fifteen with another interception. What happened? And they're that moving drive. the ball. That what happened in that drive? drive? You All had right. a twenty four yard run by B Rob. You had a thirteen yard run by Gibson, and then you had maybe even another four yard run, something like that. They, you have to mix it up. You got to stop throwing, 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 throw 16 dropbacks and five so, runs in the first. So time. you, you said you want to mix it up, right? So, okay. Get yes, your fingers please. out. Okay. On that 10 play drive. Okay. Okay. Brian Robinson run right tackle four yards. Yep. Sam Howe pass incomplete. So we're one-on-one, right? Sam yep. Howe pass incomplete penalty gets us the first down. We won't All count right. that even though that and, was yeah. a drop back. I count okay. those in my All dropbacks, but. All right, Sam Howell uh, passed Terry McLaurin one yard. Gibson run which, left end for four yards. Which that, I think, should have been a fumble. That was the Terry McLaurin one that should have been a fumble. Yeah, that but, should have been a fumble. We got very right? lucky there. Sam Howell passed pass to Gibson 10 yards first down. Mm-hmm. Sam Howell passed short right to Dotson six yards. And then this is this this is this is actually the first uh, no, no, sorry. We got a first down later after this. So that was Dotson, all right, now another run, 23 yards by B-Rob. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's first and 10 at Buffalo 30. Gibson to the right for 13 yards. Mm-hmm. Brian Robinson right for two yards. Yep. Sam Howe pass intercepted. So five and got, five. You got run, run, pass, and then he's intercepted. I'm telling you, like, you were acting like, and yes, it is, have, when you look at the grand scheme of things, it's definitely more skewed towards the passing. Even the mm-hmm. first half is skewed towards the passing, but that drive, we just counted up and he's mixing it up. And again, they were moving the ball. Yeah. Mix it, it up. It's a bad Mix day by your up. QB. And they did. They were five and five. Exactly. And they moved the ball because they added the runs. Both Look of those, those long drives. drives we talked about. And they had a horrible, horrible second half, by the we way. We don't even talk about the fourth quarter when it was just like yeah. they were they were down. They were at some point they were down twenty-three they, to nothing. Yeah, it was and twenty-three, then the interception touchdown made it thirty made to it nothing. 30, and they were just yeah. still 
just dropping back, dropping back, dropping back. Get, that op- your that, quarterback that opening drive we just listed was the third, the opening for the second half. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was five plays, six yards, one play fumble, three plays, five yards. So it was the interception touchdown, three plays and punt. And then the eight play, 42 yards, kick the field goal to make sure it's not a skunk. You're putting this young quarterback at risk of killing his confidence, um, of getting hurt by passing the ball. You're definitely David Carring us. You you absolutely you're you're putting him back there to get sacked. Would it be count up 107 times? Wait, I I, I, I want to address this. Luke is saying that Stoner's getting worked up after Nathan proving his he's mixing it up. That's my point. Mix it up. Most of the drives that ended it. You're saying the three and outs well, were. So here's, here's a, I'm going to pick one that we weren't ones. down. I'm going to try to. Okay. So here we go. Three and out for with a punt. Ryan Robinson, right for one yard. Sam Howell incomplete to dots and Sam Howell sacked for 10 yards. You got us. You got a third and nine. I don't, I don't sure you were asking us to run there. The pass incomplete to Dotson was was what made that one uh, dead. That was a good drive. This was three yard or three plays with the interception. Okay, Sam Howe passed to Terry McLaurin for four yards. Sam Howe passed short left to Cole Turner for five yards, making it third and one. And then this is where he uh, tried to throw that pass to Gibson, and he had a guy right in his face, and it was an ugly pass, and it was intercepted. Brian Robinson had 10 rushes for 70 yards. Okay. In his 10th rush was with 550 to go in the third quarter. That's it. They never, I you can check. I don't think Gibby ran it either. I don't think they ran the ball not one time when it was 550 to go in the third quarter. After he ran it for 13 yards. I'm not sure that they ran it again. Maybe Gibson had one run the rest of the game, but I don't think they ran it the rest of the game. And you've got a guy who's averaging seven yards a carry. And you just, and I know the score started to get away from them, yeah, but you still got to mix it in a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it was a 16 point game with 10 minutes to go into the fourth quarter or in the fourth quarter there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Gibson's pa- uh, fumble happened on a pass play. Right. And I don't, I don't think they ran the ball ever again. And so, and that's, that was the one I wanted to check because you, you mentioned specifically the 550, Brian Robinson left in for 13 yards. Yes. Sam Howe sack, Sam Howe sack, uh, pass for 15 yards, penalty on Gates, bringing it back, no play, making it third and 22. So you pass to Gibson, who, goes backwards punt and then it was the fumble which was a pass play and then all of a sudden four plays well yeah three plays later you're down you're off three offensive plays later you're down 30 to 23 or 30 to zero so yeah you're not gonna you're not really gonna run it at that you do have to it's i mean teams still do down 30 nothing not very much not in the fourth quarter they do <laughs> Even like I was saying at the the last the very last drive that they had, that when Sam Howell just kept going back and just kept getting sacked, when it was thirty to nothing or thirty seven to nothing, it should have been Chris Rodriguez left, Chris Rodriguez right, Chris Rodriguez center with Jacoby Brissett handing him the ball. You're not coming back. You're not your quarterback's not going to learn anything by being out there down thirty seven to nothing when the defensive linemen are just pinning their ears back and coming after you. They've already got six, seven, eight, nine, ten sacks already, and they just want more. And you've it's it's not conducive to helping that quarterback. Everyone says reps. Those aren't good reps. There are good reps and there are bad reps. Those would be bad reps. So uh, any any reps a good rep for him right now. Authentic in the in the chat here. Uh yeah, you can't run the ball. Lots of great comments. Guess bus, I'm going to need you to rewrite this one when we get to the Philly breakdown because I can't believe this is actually a thought here. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, forfeit the, uh, the game. It's just forfeit and make sure everybody's uh, healthy for Chicago. Um, Brian here. We're two and one. We finally have a QB with lots of potential. I'm giving the team to week six to figure out the identity of the offense. I'm going to tell you, Brian, the identity of the offense is going to be Eric Bieniemy, and it's going to be pass, and it's going to be live by the sword, die by the sword type play here. What I expect Eric Bieniemy to do going forward, and this is a little sneak peek into the Philadelphia thing, is I expect him to work with his young quarterback. Mm-hmm. And these wide receivers that are fast that apparently aren't getting open. We know that we know Dotson and Terry McLaurin could get open on anybody. Mm-hmm. They're not getting open or they're taking a while to get open. I expect Eric Bienemy to start scheming better ways to get them open and also shrink the field for Sam Howe. Have him go through two uh two progress, you know, two progressions and then dump. Have him do it. One there, not there. Two there, not there, dump. And have it just be just super quick for him to have him throw to one side, only looking at one side. You mix, obviously mix up the side and you use the middle, break it up into thirds. There there's ways that he can make this game easier for Sam Howe because he is going to continue doing that. They had one rollout. He moved the pocket on purpose one time the entire game. And, and Shadow and, Pop's talking about that here. Yeah. Uh, okay. And and I know that a lot of people don't necessarily like rollouts too much because you've basically taken one side of the field away. If you're rolling out to the right, you're not throwing all the way back to the left unless you're in some gadget play. But for the most part, you're not. So you're So you're only using one half of the field. But it's still effective. He's not getting hit. You're moving him away from that pass rush. And as you said, you've got some talented receivers. On the one rollout, Terry McLaurin did what Terry McLaurin does. He was wide open, and he threw it to him. They had two screens called the entire day. One was called back on a penalty on Nick Gates, and the other one was the um, Gibson fumble, which that was a play that wasn't going anywhere anyway. But still, that's it. And after last week's success of throwing all them screens, this week, that those were the only ones called. So basically in the official stat book, it was one to Gibson. So I don't know where that went. These are the kinds of things that if you've got a fierce pass rush, then you've got to do things. You've got to scheme things to help that young quarterback. So he doesn't stand back there and try and go through two, three, four reads and ends up getting himself killed when you've got a weak offensive line. You can't think that he's Patrick Mahomes back there and that he's just going to do all kinds of great stuff because that's the enemy's offense. So he's got to figure it out. You got to play to your player's strengths, to your team strengths, not the other way around. We've talked about it for years. You don't, the coaches have to scheme to the player's strengths, not say, this is my scheme. You guys figure it out how to do better for my scheme. All I'm saying, if that's the route they wanted to go, they wouldn't have hired Eric Bieniemy here. Uh, TJ asking for more RPOs. Um, they, possible, they ran. I mean, they, they ran. They ran several RPOs. Yeah, they did run several. But some of those was, ended up in sacks, and some of them ended up in interceptions. And some of them were runs. I, I thought yeah. they ran a fair amount of RPOs. Uh, Luke here, scheme them open. Also a point we made earlier. Thank you for watching some of our other content. Uh, where are the play actions? That's where, yeah, you gotta, and, and we've seen a couple, I think the problem, you're not going to see a whole lot of play actions in this offense just because they don't put Sam Howe under center a lot. And that's really where you see a play action because once you're in shotgun, that's more of the RPO territory. Right. Do I hand this or keep this? myself do i hand this or do i throw this those are more of those decisions being made in shotgun and they're putting him in shotgun to again kind of account for similar to the way you are rolling him out to the right or rolling him to the left is it gets him already there where he can see the field and he's away from those pass rushers Mm. and the offensive line is is certainly not great they're not horrendous though I, I would disagree, but okay. I would put them somewhere between the right. horrendous and not great. Like another, they're, they're in there. 
Another question for you that I that I haven't been able to figure out. We like to use stats and we like to use next gen stats and we like to use PFF and we like to use this football outsiders and on and on and on. Right. But they don't tell this whole story, obviously. No, you got to watch the games. You have to watch the the greatest the the greatest evaluation that you can ever do is right here on everybody. Just use your own eyes, and you can I'm, figure no, it out. No, no sniff tests. Or sniff no, tests. Normal, I want to use sniff tests, but you know. Uh, but here's something that I found amazing. We we look at the PFF scores for Washington, and they're actually pretty good. Correct. The, not bad for the offensive line. Yeah. This so, particular this last particular game, Wiley and Gates were horrendous. Charles was, eh. Okay. And Leno and Cosme. Cosme's been a, a breath of fresh air out there at right guard. Here's he's, the problem. He's had a good season. So here's the problem with those stats. For pressures from PFF, Charles Leno had zero pressures. He gave up zero pressures. Sadiq Charles gave up three, Nick Gates four, Sam Cosme zero, and Andrew Wiley three. That, by my math, is 10 pressures that the offensive line gave up. Mm -hmm. Buffalo's defense had 33 pressures. So if your offensive line is only giving up 10 pressures according to one stat, but another stat says the defense was create created 33 pressures. Where are the other 23 pressures? There's a, there were a lot of free rushers. That to me is offensive is where, line. Well, that's where the stats and this is, you know, the sniff test, the eye test says, well, Charles Leno didn't get called for a pressure, but he's the one a guy came off of his end and had a free rush. Yeah. And, on the and quarterback. there's definitely and, the reasoning why that's you have, a lot, to have to take some of those. It's a lot of empty pressures that get put on nobody on offense. Sure. Nobody gets the blame for that specifically because the offensive line is only giving up 10 pressures. You're going to tell me when you watch that game that you say the offensive line only gave up 10 pressures all game, even though another stat, I think it was uh, a next yeah. gen stat said that of the, 36 dropbacks that that he had that Sam Howell had like 32 or 33 were pressured which is the most in the history of next gen stats that you know it's only like 10 years old exactly so I will say this I, you, I but you this. look at the PFF and you say yeah. oh the offensive line they were fine they, they wasn't their problem I, well somebody's problem going back and 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 cataloging the stats and or the sacks rather I forgot. I mean, it did feel like he was under pressure all game, and it felt every like time. he it felt like he he was sacked every drive. There was no they didn't uh, the offensive line did not give up a sack in the second quarter, and four mm. of those drives had back to back sacks. So eight of your nine sacks came back to back, back like second down and third down. Yes, and it, yeah. that that's killer. That was what was killer there, yeah. and I thought was fairly surprising because when I started looking at it in game and charting and stuff like this, I was just like, he actually he did have time, and it and it shows too. Even the sacks he's taken, he's taking these sacks at three plus seconds. Sure. And and I will say this: it, the off and this is why I said the offensive line's not great. Um, is uh, Buffalo was getting pressure with four rushers. Right. Almost only, every time. On, yeah. Only, only twice did Sam get sacked with five or more rushers. The second sack was five. The uh, third sack was six. And you can't do that. Like, if you have five guys up against four, you need to be able to protect the quarterback. Like, he should have all day back there for somebody to get open. The, so, the fourth down play in the end zone on their second drive, maybe it was a third drive. Sorry when it was fourth and goal at the two and Sam got that pressure, mm -hmm. three Washington offensive linemen were blocking one bill and there were two guys charging at Sam Howell and caused him to, I don't even know if it was tipped or whatever it was. He was thrown off his back foot to a guy who wasn't open because hello, there's seven defenders back there in the end zone in that short space. And 
but you're not going to get a pressure on the offensive line on that. But Sam Howell was under tremendous pressure. And because three guys for the offensive line were blocking one defensive tackle because that's the way either they thought they saw it or listen, Buffalo is a very good defense. Sean McDermott is a defensive coach. That's what where he and they have names too. Are. Buffalo fans wanted to remind us that they are no slouch yeah. and have names. They're good. They're very good. Yeah. If you if you see the schemes that they were running, they were bringing uh, linebackers and the defensive tackles or defensive ends were dropping off, and they were bringing safeties and safeties were coming up from deep to come up uh, like the the Micah Hyde interception. Micah Hyde was playing safety, but he knew exactly where he needed to be on that play. And he came charging all the way up to cover Antonio Gibson on that interception, even though he was a safety. So I can see why Sam Howell thought Antonio Gibson would have been all alone because there was nobody on him when the play started, but they have a very good scheme defensively because McDermott is a defensive coach and they messed with a young quarterbacks head yeah, with they, all they these different alignments. Precisely what it was that they That's why you got to run the ball more. And, maybe, maybe. And speaking of, I I, I want to bring up. I know we there we go. To I was I was about to, I was about to do it for you. If you got to bring up bring these up. stats, these this little trivia. This is going to be a lot of fun for everybody. This is a quarterback comparison that I'm throwing out here. Sam Howell is on the top. This is his first four starts in the league. This includes the Dallas game. So Dallas from last year, the first three this year. So he's 76 for 118, 64%, 840 yards, four and six, 19 sacks, and a 75.5 rating. I have four other quarterbacks in here. And this is a a wide variety of quarterbacks. And I'm going to, because you're not going to be able to guess them all, because they come from different eras sometimes, and they're just all over the place. But I want to compare so that we can kind of see what Sam's doing in his first four starts. Well, comparatively, he's he's doing. I mean, it almost looks like you brought up QBs that have thrown four touchdowns and well, how many interceptions? Because all but one of them, unknown QBC, they only have two touchdowns to. Four I just tried to bring up somebody with similar stats in their first four games of their career. Okay. This is not. I didn't cherry pick four games here, a game here, a game there, whatever. This is the first four games of each player's career. Our friends over at Command This saying mm-hmm. Peyton, Tom Brady, Eli, and Drew Brees. None of them are in here. Wow. None of those four are in here. Uh, Gus saying Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is not in there. Anybody, anybody else? He's <laughs> Tuller. <laughs> uh, that <laughs> not would be in there. But hey, you're you're getting close. I'll tell you one I didn't put in there that I wanted to. And one is... I wanted to put the pylon diver in there, but he's not in I like there. I like how you you're avoiding why? the name because you don't want to put in, you don't want to put a dollar in the jar. His first four starts to rounce, to rounce uh, Sam Howell's first four starts. I even, I have it here if you want to hear yeah, let's, real quick. Let's hear it. Uh, Taylor Heineke's first four starts. Oh, I didn't add them all up, but two, four, seven, seven touchdowns, five picks. Um, you know, one loss, one loss, win, win, lose, win, lose. So he was two and two, all these quarterbacks. How many have, yards did he have? Um, he had I'd ball it for us. Okay. Five sixty plus 300 is eight sixty plus two fifty, about 1200 close to 1200 yards in his first four games. Really good. He had some uh, 1100, not 1200, a lot. It's also as like a 28 year old, right? Yes, but still. First yeah, four sure. starts. First four starts. All so right. for our audio, audio listeners here, we've got uh, four unknown QBs up there. Sam Howell is kind of in the mix of of all of them with his 840 yards, four touchdowns, six interceptions. The The standout here mm-hmm. is the 19 sacks, and then it gets way, way worse there. Uh, only one of them has a better passer rating than uh, Sam Howell, and... Uh, Sam Howell's right there in the mix as far as completion yeah, like percentage. Which I, like is I said, good. I tried He's, to get him. I tried yeah, to get him very similar. So you know, I went through a whole bunch of uh, ideas of who it might be. 
or who might match up well. We've got a few more names here. All right. Uh, Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett's not in here. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is not in here. Dwayne Haskins. Like I said, one of them is in the Hall of Fame. Let me just Mm -hmm. say that right now. First ballot. Already, not like uh, you know, not, Brady not a and Peyton thing or not to be, a, but it's yeah, right. Okay, I will give away the bottom one. I thought the bottom one would give it away just because of the sacks. It was okay. Carr, it was yeah. David Carr. Yeah. Is Andre, was, whoops, sorry, I think we uh, on I, Andre there with David Carr. That's David the Carr, last one on the 519 list. yards, four touchdowns, six interceptions, 26 sacks, 50 rating. Also, I want to note here and the big difference between the two and why I do think that Sam Howell's going to improve and not become the next David Carr is the 64.4 percentage uh, completion percentage. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, it's a different era, too, in terms of style of offense. Sure. You know, you're, you're, you were slinging it more downfield back then where it's a little bit more of a short. Make excuses West Coast for offense. David Carr if you want. Um, yeah. But, yeah. But he had one game excuses. where he. He had a uh, a rating of eight. Yeah, David Carr was not good. And I mean, yeah. it, but I mean, he, was, he went on it, to uh, he he went on to start for them for another five years. Yeah, he until was, he got beat up too much, and, yeah. and he could he barely. He was not, stand he was not a he was not a great quarterback. Eight point two um, he had in one, in one of oof. these games. All right, so unknown right. QB D is David Carr. Yes, that's David Carr at the bottom. I mean, are any of these others in the division? Um, any of in, them Washington? No. Let me go. Let's just go from the top. QBA. All right. QBA, 1,000 yards, four touchdowns, seven interceptions, three sacks. And a 72 rating. QBA mm-hmm. is Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman, first ballot Hall of Famer, three-time Super Bowl winner. I think it's three, two or three. Um, his first four games, we remember 1989, they went Owen with him as the starter. I think they went Owen 11 for him. Yeah, I, there were one in 15 that year. Yeah, it was really bad. The one but win they stuck against with Washington, him. they stuck with him, and he turned in obviously into a Hall of Famer. It was like game six, it might have been game five or game six, is when Steve Walsh they just had enough of seeing what Aikman is doing, they brought Steve Walsh in to to start a game and then Aikman won the job back but that's just a comparison this is if you want to look at Sam Howell and say that's not great well Troy Aikman is right up there with you QBB 810 yards four touchdowns six interceptions 12 sacks 80 Brady very very similar stats you love this guy Nathan his name is Davis Mills (laughs) Davis Mills, those are his first four starts for Houston two years ago. He mm-hmm. went on to start another year, and they said, uh-uh, he ain't it. We're drafting C.J. Stroud. Okay? So you got the, you've got the Troy Aikman Super Bowl uh, uh, Hall of Famer, and then you've got Davis Mills. Then QBC is a guy who was a pro bowler last year. But he's not a good quarterback. 65% uh, completion rating, 772 yards, two touchdowns, four interceptions, 15 sacks, and a 69.9 rating. Those Tyler are for Huntley. our audio listen, Tyler Huntley. Tyler uh, Huntley yeah. is QBC. He's not yeah, He's not a good QB. Right. I, I, he's, a, he's a great preseason QB. Um, Very similar stats to Sam Howell. The whole point of this is everything that I said about all of this about Sam Howell and him having this horrific game and a lot of the sacks are on him and all this, it's too early. It's been four games in the NFL for Sam Howell. He could turn into QBA, which is Troy Aikman, or he could turn into QBC, which is Tyler Huntley, or he might even be a David Carr where he is a starter for four or five years, but eventually just gets too beat up and can't stay, can't even stand up anymore. It's too early to 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 make any declarations on Sam Howell, and it's definitely too early to start calling for Jacoby Brissett. Far so, too early. I wanted I wanted to bring that side of it after just murdering Sam Howell in this offense for thirty minutes. I wanted to be able to offset yeah. it a little bit and say it's too early. 
a lot a lot of blame going into the o-line here that's not the this the, you guys are doing a great job with the comments i'm just doing a horrible job with the the clicking here ht uh sam holding on too long yes patting the ball not a problem not and a problem. staring down throws that is a problem and several of those interceptions when we looked at him on the day after reckoning he was laser focused on the guy he was throwing to you can't do that and that was something that i thought Kirk Cousins way back uh, away, he predetermined a lot of his throws, Kirk Cousins did. And he would do this thing where he would look purposely in the other direction, knowing he's going to throw to the other side, and then like whip his head and then launch the ball. And he would end up with some interceptions that way because it was just so obvious what he was doing. The pylon diver knew how to look off receivers. He couldn't make a deep throw to save his Mm. life, although he Mm -hmm. had a couple, I guess. Um, but he can look it off and that's something Sam's going to develop. And we have seen him do that. We've seen him use his shoulders and his head and move a safety and then launch the ball in this tight spaces. So he's showing us what he needs to and why people want to do this. And this is, yeah, sorry, Allison and HT talking about the hitches. The hitches are a problem. Um, he he does do a lot of hitches. The ball pat thing's not a th- Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, they ball pat. Um, so I don't think that's too much of a problem there. But what it this offense needs to do going forward, like I said, is be Sam friendly. Some of that is go ahead, Stoner. Run the <laughs> ball. Some of it's that, some of it's scheming those beautiful wide receivers wide open short passes do something to help it out and we'll see how it goes we are still very much split on run or pass (laughs) when we talk about the filthy philadelphia eagles here in the game move on right it's time to move on on. and we'll talk about that in philly i want to get your opinions on that brotherly shove and what needs to be done about it. All that is coming up here on The Game. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.